This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome everybody to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast. I'm Dale Luganville, your host. On this week's rant and review, or should it be review and rant? I don't really have a real name for it. I don't like, I like review and rant or rant and review. I don't know. Let me know what you think is best. Um, send me a message, Facebook or something, and, uh, yeah, I'll have to think about it. Rant and review, review, rant, eh, whatever. I'll give you a recap, and, uh, then I'll talk about something in the news, in the outdoor news, and then we'll go from there. Keep these nice, short, and sweet. By the way, I am, uh, currently booking, Full Scale Outdoors is booking for ice fishing trips, so if you'd like to get out, uh, we are waiting for good ice on a lot of lakes, um, really want to get out to my Malak spot, but I just don't think the ice is there yet. Uh, however, I do have a couple uh, nice walking spots for panfish, so if you would like to get on some uh, good size crappies and chance of gills, uh, let me know. We'll get you out. So you can go onto the website, um, fullscaleoutdoors.com, and book you a trip. You can get a hold of me via Facebook Messenger, send me a message on Instagram. You could call me, text me. 612-209-5438. Let's set up a trip. Let's do this before I get uh, booked up and super busy and pre-fishing for the Minnesota Made Outdoors Ice Fishing Tournament season, which is coming upon us very quickly. So let's get into it on this week's episode of, what am I calling it again? Review and Rant. There you go. That works. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. All right, everybody, thanks for joining. Here we go. So 
the review part. <sighs> I hit a couple different lakes this weekend and found similar things ice-wise. So Saturday, we, I don't know, foolishly <laughs> drug our stuff out almost a mile to get to the spot I was hoping would have weeds on it. The good part is we were all by ourselves because no one else is that stupid to walk that far. Uh, but ice conditions were good. They were okay. I mean, there was there was enough. There was five inches, three inches in spots. Um, but there's a lot of slush. So that heavy snowfall we had just really made the lakes a mess. I mean, there's some good spots where it's fine, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you can see it and feel it. And, yeah, so you got the ice and then a pocket of slush and then the snow, and that just insulates that ice so well. But, yeah, we need some cold weather. But we got out there, and we did find plenty of fish, just not the ones they're looking for. It was, they're bunch of dinkers, crappies and, and bluegills. Um, I hit this lake because early this spring, uh, when I was out fishing for bass, actually, I had some just hog crappies smash my bass baits. So I was like, well, I'm coming back here in the winter for sure. And, uh, yeah, well, at least this trip I didn't find where the big ones were. I mean, even in the spring, they were mixed in. You You had to sort through to get to some good ones, but there were some real good ones. And this place is really weedy, so I was kind of hoping there'd be some weeds. I mean, we did find some weeds, but not the... They were dying off. That's not the weeds you want to find when you're looking for uh, panfish shallow through the ice. Um, so we actually had to go deep to find these fish. And uh, like I said, we did find them. They bit, but wasn't anything to write home about. Sunday, we go to a different lake, found very similar ice conditions. And uh, after plowing through going really slow we had to go through um, some cattails to get to the spot and glad i brought my spud bar this time of year it's spud season man you got to bring that thing with you because cattails are can be tricky um, for those that don't know when you got a swamp like that cattail swamp you have there's a lot of decaying matter underneath there all that stuff dies down and as that is composting composting in on the bottom it's actually giving off heat so you can really find some sketchy ice right on the edge well even within those cattails so we just went slowly and i used that spud and it just went through in a couple spots we kind of had to pick and choose and weave around um took a little bit to get through but once we got to the lake the lake was fine but it was just like the first lake you'd be good for a little bit and then slush which, you know, the ice was thick enough on their slush. It's just a nightmare getting around. You know, you punch through, and, and then the bottom of your sled gets wet, and it collects all that snow, and instead of sliding over the snow, it's plowing through the snow. And <sighs> But at least this was a much shorter walk. And we got out there and proceeded to just beat the tar out of them. I mean, they were on fire. It was silly. It was like nine below zero. But no wind. And I know this is going to sound crazy to a lot of uh, my listeners in the south. But it was quite comfortable. To the point that I wasn't wearing a hat. Well, I didn't wear a hat. I had a hood, hoodie. I didn't have my hood up. And I wasn't wearing gloves for like the first hour. And nine below zero weather. I mean, it helps that the fishing was just lights off. It was like every drop. And we just had a great average size. I would say conservatively our average size was 11 inches. And 
I did catch two nice tubs. We did stretch tape on the one and it went 14 inches. And then the other one uh, didn't measure it, but I would say it was, wasn't quite 14, but it was all 13, so somewhere in there. So real nice ones. And only one bluegill, but it was a nice one too. And posted those online. If you follow my Instagram, you would have seen them. Or follow me on Snapchat, all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's your ice report for Minnesota this week. Uh, not great, but doable if you're willing to put in the work. And uh, the fish were hungry. And just going off of... Uh, you know, watching social media, other people did pretty well that day too. So I'm really glad I did. we almost didn't go because I saw the forecast and I was like, "Whew, it's gonna be cold tomorrow." But I'm really glad I did because, like I said, it was actually quite comfortable. And it, had I slept in, got up, went outside, and then felt how comfortable it was, I would have been pissed at myself for not going out there. That would have sucked. But. Thankfully, we didn't do it, and we were rewarded with a very good bite. So that's awesome. Uh, I gotta see what I'm doing this way. Well, we got—I have a family thing on Sunday, so unless I go somewhere real close for just a couple hours first thing in the morning, which I probably won't do, because you know how that turns out. A couple hours turns into four or five, and then you're in trouble. Uh, yeah. So we have like uh, my side of the family's Christmas gathering on Sunday. So that's gonna shoot that in the foot. Uh, but I probably will go somewhere Sunday, just not quite sure yet. I'd also still like the goose hunt. Uh, I just don't have any time to scout, so that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, I'll do something Saturday. And Sunday I get to watch all y'all have your fun. So there's your weekend recap report. Now for the rant. Alright, it's not really a rant. Eh, it might turn into a rant, but... Um, some of you might not know that on this podcast, you've heard about the guy who shot the giant bear here in Minnesota. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, just if you know, you know, and that's that. I don't don't think I'd get myself in any legal things, but I don't, you know, try and take the high road here. But um, I had him on the podcast, and we talked about how he killed it and this, that, and the other thing. And apparently there were some things, almost all things that he said on that podcast were not true. Uh, the DNR got involved. Um, and, uh, you know, I try to see the best in people. I, I try to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And I'd heard a lot, you know, Facebook just went crazy with it shortly after he killed the bear. And oh, it's just a great bear, too. It just sucks that that's how this story's going. But, um, you know, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I said, well, let's, you know, hopefully he did everything he's supposed to do. It turns out he has a he has a rap sheet of game violations, it appears. And um, I had no idea. I mean, I just I saw the story. I reached out to him. He was willing to talk about it, so um, we did that. But then as I started seeing the negative posts on Facebook and it was really getting pretty ugly, I was thinking, boy, I, I think I should probably take this podcast down. And then he actually messaged me and he wanted me to take it down. So I was like, well, that, again, I don't know what the how that works out legally, but I, I definitely don't want to get into a legal battle over it. Definitely not worth it. So I just I took it down. 
So, and it's still down. But recently it's resurfaced again because he's being charged. Um, he's facing two federal charges. Uh, they're misdemeanors, however, of illegally taking, possessing, and transporting wildlife in violation of tribal law and trespassing on Indian land to hunt. See, now this could get tricky because I don't know how that works with the tribal conservation officers or their law or if that's different or if they're both. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, he said nothing about hunting on tribal land. He didn't talk about hunting anywhere near the Red Lake Indian Reservation, actually. Uh, it's just, it really sucks. And because um, the bear was so big, um, couldn't move it, all he took from this massive animal was the head, paws, and like 70 pounds of meat. So uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. Now these are allegations, mind you. He hasn't been convicted, uh, but it's it's not looking good. So... However, full-scale outdoors was mentioned in the Star Tribune, so there's that. Uh, wasn't in a negative, you know, it just stated matter-of-factly that um, he was on the podcast. So, you know, maybe something good will come out of it on my side. At least people have seen the name. So I, that can't hurt, right? <laughs> but, you know, the rant part, I guess... I'm not going to get on a big soapbox because everybody is already doing that. I mean, the obvious one is, you know, he gives hunters a bad name, and he does. Um, so, I, I mean, I could go on that rant, but we've all heard it. I mean, I don't think we have to point it out. This dude isn't like the rest of us that are trying to follow the the laws. and So I'm not going to do that rant. Actually, the rant I'm going to do isn't really a rant. It's more of a cautionary tale. Um for myself, because if I'm taking anything away from this, as I do these podcasts, I need to be better at doing my due diligence. So if something like this ever happens again, I need to fire up the old Google machine and uh, do a little actual journalism. And um, Because chances are, if I, w- if I would have looked up his name and just saw his rap sheet with his um, other game violations... I probably would have smelled the rat right away, or I just would have passed on it and like, well, let's see where this goes. If it comes out clean, then maybe have them on. Because um, I'm you know, all about giving people the benefit of the doubt, and a past is the past, and people can change and, and get better. Uh, it doesn't appear that he learned any lessons on this one, so that sucks. But it's kind of a downer, huh? Kind of a downer rant. Ugh, yeah, well, whatever. But we got another great podcast coming up this week. So if you have not subscribed to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, please do so um, because then you'll get notifications when a new episode drops and then you're hooked up to Wi-Fi. You automatically download it while you sleep. And then, yeah, that'd be great. And that helps me. The more downloads, uh, the better our reach. And uh, subscribing definitely helps. Rate where you can. Review where you can. I know not all apps allow you to do that, but on the Apple Podcasts, you definitely can. And that really helps. It'll suggest it to other people. And then the more reach this podcast has, the broader range of guests that we can get on to entertain you with. So it helps all parties involved. So definitely check for that. Uh, But we have another great one this week. It is Hannah Stonehouse Hudson. You guys are going to love it. She has an amazing story. 
She is super cool. Only meeting her once. She's like one of my new favorite people. <laughs> like she's just so cool. And uh, it's a great conversation. I think you guys are really going to look forward to it. So make sure you're subscribed to Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. And as part of the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, please subscribe to the Waypoint Outdoor Collective as well. Because not only does that give you another way of finding this show, but you're going to tap into a wealth of other great programming. So just to, you know, my waterfall episodes I do on here are very popular. They're some of my best, you know, um, downloads that I have. So I know you waterfall hunters are an obsessive breed, just like I am. So within the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, there's a couple other waterfall-based uh, podcasts that you might not be aware of. So go check that out. There's fishing ones on there. There's a farming one. There's lots of hunting ones. Like it's just, there's a ton of content. So if you're not subscribed to the Waypoint Outdoor Collective, please go and do that. So there you go. Everybody be safe out there. And uh, you can hear me ramble on on Thursday. And uh, hey, if you guys catch something good or shoot something good, let me know about it. Go on the Full Scale Outdoors group page on Facebook and uh, post up some pics. I want to see them. Or you can uh, tell me what you'd like me to talk about. If you've got any ideas for an upcoming rant, you want to see what my perspective is on that, let me know. I'd be more than happy to answer some questions or just talk about a certain subject. So I appreciate it, guys, and we will talk to you.